Hi, I'm Sonia, and this is the Simple Organization Solutions Podcast, aka the SOS Podcast. My goal is to help you see and feel all the benefits that organization has to offer, as well as show you the different ways where it can be applied in life on a daily basis so that you can focus on what is actually important to you in life. I'll be discussing different topics, some being organization related and others not so much, but they will all point to the same direction, to mainly declutter and organize your life to fully enjoy it. I hope you follow along on this journey and discover what organization has to offer. Hello everyone and welcome back to the SOS podcast. For today's episode, I'd like to discuss maintenance. I'm aware that I may be skipping a few steps here by not going over all of the details that entail the decluttering and organization process. I will address those steps in another episode, I promise. The reason why I want to address this topic today is because I think that the maintenance of organization projects and sessions is overrated. Here's how I see it. Organization is like an iceberg. It can be divided in three parts. The top part of the iceberg is the final look. It's what everyone sees aesthetically. The bins, baskets, dividers, labels, etc. The submerged or unseen part is divided in two sections. There's the decluttering and organization part where all the physical work takes place in creating a sustainable organizational system catered to you and your space. Then lastly, there's the maintenance part where the physical and psychological work gets done to upkeep this system that was created. As you can understand, the majority and bulk of the work is unseen. It's underwater. Yet, it's the most important part of the organization process. The key to organization is maintenance. I'm generalizing here, but many fanatics of organization are just that, fanatics, and are not always informed about all that is involved in an organization session. It's not always as glamorous as the final product may make it look. A lot of physical work goes into a session to create a sustainable system for a client. It's far from being a glamorous job, and there's a reason why I personally choose to wear leggings and workout t-shirts on my in-home client sessions. There's usually heavy lifting, chair or ladder climbing, or obstacle walking involved. And I'm here for it. A lot of conversations are also had about practicality, function, values, and priorities with regards to the space. It's very important for the client to feel comfortable telling me what he or she wants and needs out of the space. It's then also important for me to be comfortable telling them if their vision can be achieved in their space or if certain things will need to be tweaked or omitted altogether. All this to say that A lot of work goes into an organization session, so it always sucks when clients have the unrealistic expectation that once the organization is complete, that everything is done and that the upkeeping will be done by itself. The results you get from your space are in direct correlation with the efforts that you put in as the client. Not to burst your bubble, but it's like anything else really. 
It's all about the effort that you put in. The effort I speak of applies to the response you give me when I ask you a question about your space. It also applies to your involvement throughout the process or even through the maintenance after our session together. We've done all this work, so why would you want it to go to waste? Let's start by going over the meaning of maintenance. What is maintenance exactly? As per the Oxford languages, maintenance is the process of maintaining, managing, upholding, or preserving something. It's the state of being maintained. Maintenance also refers to the care and upkeep of something in proper condition, so a preventative maintenance, or to bring back something to a working order, a corrective maintenance. Whether you've already gone through the process of organizing a space in your home, or will be doing so shortly, here are some statements that are important for you to take in consideration when maintaining your organizational systems. Acknowledging when something is not working. Being in tune with your emotions can seem woo-woo because it's such an abstract action, yet it's the most important indicator, in my opinion, of how your space is either affecting or benefiting you. I've slightly touched base on this in my first podcast episode entitled, What is Organization? How a space in your home makes us feel can be helpful if we can name how we feel as best we can. That's where being in tune with your feelings and emotion comes in handy because you can then be better equipped to understand what you like, what you don't like, what positive feelings you have compared to what negative feelings you have in your space. I'm sure you will agree that we normally, and too quickly for that matter, notice what doesn't work in our spaces more than what actually works. By going against this nature of ours and actually focusing our attention on what works in our spaces rather than what doesn't, we are concentrating our attention in a positive manner, which will help you better understand yourself and your needs. Many different elements can be grouped within this category of acknowledging your surroundings. The most common one with regards to this is visual clutter. By being aware of what you like as well as what works in the spaces of your home, you'll quickly notice visual clutter and how it makes you feel. Visual clutter is one of the main reasons why most of my clients reach out to me for help and guidance. Visual clutter, or also known as messiness, causes stress and anxiety as well as this constant worry or need that there's always something that that needs to be done and that needs to be picked up around the house. It's as if the work never gets done and the house can never be fully tidied up. It's also this constant weight that you feel that subsequently means that it's harder for you to sit back and relax or just take some time to do something fun or for yourself and something that is not a chore. The act of maintaining an organizational system in your home will not only entail abstract actions such as the one we've just gone over, but also concrete ones, such as involving the other members of your household in the process. Now, I'm very aware that my main audience are women, some being mothers, who run the household and know where everything is at all times. Having such a large responsibility becomes tiring and stressful over time and causes a great deal of pressure. That's why I strongly recommend implicating the members of your family and household to help with chores around the house. 
Note that having them help will mean that you'll need to show them where things go and how systems are working. So you will have to put in that effort to teach them and show them how things are run. But your efforts will be rewarded if you stick to it and don't give in. I like using the example of kids and their toys. Once a kid's playroom has been organized and that the kids have oohed and awed over their newly organized space, it's no longer your responsibility to tidy that space. You can guide them and break down the process of tidying up to make it simpler for them to do so. But as long as the kids are of a reasonable age, they should be doing the work themselves and picking up after themselves in their play space. After all, the success doesn't come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently. When you have trouble keeping up with the maintenance of one or more spaces in your home, reminding yourself of the goal and vision you have is always a good solution to bring you back to the mindset you need to energize yourself in keeping it tidy and organized. What was your initial goal when you wanted to organize that space of your home? Was it to save money? To save time? To become a minimalist? To achieve a certain aesthetic or look? To instill values in your kids? Go back to that initial reason and feeling you were looking for and that you had achieved when you organized your space. Remind yourself of what it brings or gives you to maintain the organizational system that was put in place in your space. The maintenance of a system can also be difficult when shopping is involved. The act of thinking things through when shopping becomes your best tool. Do you actually need what you're seeing in store? Do you have the space for it? If so, what space do you have allotted for it? Can the purchase wait? Can you use something else instead? These are all questions that you can ask yourself when you're running errands or shopping. They will help you become more conscious of the space that you have in your home and what it can accommodate comfortably without overstuffing it with things. Look, I won't sugarcoat it for you. Maintenance is no easy task. It will require for you to be consistent mindful, and smart about your shopping choices, but it can be done. You may have to test different maintenance methods or tactics to find what works best for you. Here are some ideas that you can consider to maintain your current or future organizational systems. Don't put it down, put it away. When you're done using something, instead of just putting it down on the counter, try getting into the habit of putting it away instead. By doing so, it will leave you less to do as a whole, which will be less overwhelming in the end. Think about it when you're cooking. You've got all of your ingredients out. A way to use this technique would be to put them away as you finish using them instead of doing it as a whole at the very end once your, let's say, your cake is in the oven. The other trick is to set a 15-minute timer in the evening to tidy up and see how far it takes you. It can be in the evening, in the morning, or in the afternoon, whatever floats your boat really. By limiting the time that you give yourself to complete the task, you will be more concentrated on the task itself, and you will accomplish a lot more than if you would give yourself a whole morning or the whole day to do so. It's like when you had to hand in a project in school. You always got more done closer to the deadline than if you would have started it ahead of time. 
Assign a task or the tidying of a specific space to each member of your household and switch it every week or month to change things up. Getting others involved is another option that can work well here. Assigning specific tasks, like one person can maybe put away the groceries, another can put away the clean clothes, or by space. Somebody can take care of tidying the playroom, somebody else takes care of tidying you know, the kitchen, however works for you. These are suggestions only, and they can be tweaked and modified to fit your lifestyle and values. Don't give up if something doesn't work on the first trial. Try something else or get help from an organizer like myself to help you see clearly. Most of the time, the answer is closer than you think. I hope that this topic was of interest to you and that you now have a different vision about maintenance and its importance throughout the process of organization. Feel free to share this episode and leave a review. Until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's SOS podcast episode. Find me on my website at www.sosblog.org and on Instagram and share my podcast with others and help me spread the word about organization.